Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. In the spirit of reconciliation, the Swapcast acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea, and community. We pay our respect to the elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torrent Strait Islander peoples today. We're talking again about Welcome to the Swapcast Podcast, the world's only podcast dedicated to body swap movies. I'm your host, Paul Mitzi, and with me we have... Brendan Levi. And our very special guest from the Hunting Seasons Podcast... Broderick Gordis. In today's episode, we'll be breaking down the 2015 French sci-fi comedy, The Nobodies, where an unsuspecting couple is brought into a secret society of body swappers who are trying to save the world from an evil body swapper hell-bent on taking over the bodies of everyone on Earth. But before we get into that, just a reminder that we absolutely love hearing from our listeners and we welcome film suggestions for future episodes. So please reach out to us on Twitter or Instagram, send us an email at theswapcastpodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to support our show, reviewing us is the best way possible. So to say thank you, if we reach 100 star ratings on iTunes and Spotify, we will finally fulfill our fans' most common request to review And just a quick note, Lucy Thomas, our beloved third member of the podcast, will be taking an extended break from our show for some very special new mum duties. Lucy is very much still part of the Swapcast family, and we can't wait to have her back with us as soon as possible. In the meantime, we'll be filling her chair with some special guests, and I know everyone loves Lucy the most, but please bear with us in the meantime. And Lucy, the Swapcast family sends their love and congratulations and please enjoy this break from awful body swap films. So yeah, congratulations, Lucy. Congratulations, Lucy. This is like me trying to do hunting seasons without Damascus. There would be riots. Like it wouldn't even be (laughs) worth trying to continue. Uh, well, we're going to try. We're going to soldier on. (laughs) Um, Screw the riots. Screw the protests. On we go. Yeah. Let them eat cake. And hopefully, you know, our episodes will give something for Lisi to listen to. True, true. (laughs) And she'll relish in the the pain of the people stuck here (laughs) watching the films. (laughs) On to this week's film, The Nobodies. The world of low-budget films and super-high concepts don't always mix. This is a film full of ideas and twists on the body swap trope. Did the filmmakers overextend their grasp, or was this a film... A pleasant genre surprise. As always, I'll let our, our guest start. Uh, so, Brad, what did you think? Uh, I, yeah, it's exactly as you said. It's full of ideas, which is the thing I probably admire most about it. It is definitely, as someone who's watched nearly, not nearly as many swap uh, body swap films as you guys have, maybe this isn't that new original, but it felt fresh to me. 
Well, that's the bit I definitely admired the most. Did overextend its reach? Um, in some ways, probably the ideas are probably more than like the budget or could handle to some degree. But I was pretty impressed with the execution at different times as well. I think there is a lot, a lot here that's good. And <laughs> some things don't necessarily work or little little bits overstay their welcome or whatever it might be. And, like, probably my biggest criticism of the film overall is, like, it's it, it, for its ideas, it doesn't necessarily bring it all together in the most dramatically satisfying way, necessarily. But... I had a surprisingly good time with it, and I th- and I was overall quite impressed considering it was a low-budget sci-fi concept brought to life. Uh, yeah, I, 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 overall, in, it's in the it's in the black. Let's say that. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, there's a lot to applaud. I reckon mm. this, like you said, being a a, a small-time budget, um, the the lore of this film is like deep and. You know, I could absolutely see this as like a comic book. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the, I think the the concept is there, and they have some great ideas. Um, with with that, I, I do think sometimes uh, they have, like you said, so many ideas that I was sort of left hanging on a few that I was sort of trying to work out the the I guess the laws of the universe, and you know when you're also trying to read subtitles and it's at a <laughs> such a punchy pace, which is a good mm-hmm. thing. Um, yeah. I sort of got myself lost and fell asleep a few times, but that was because <laughs> I was very tired. <laughs> yeah, I have to say I re- was really surprised by this film. I didn't expect a um, movie made for 150,000 euros for mm. YouTube uh, that was completely funded by product placement, by the way, to be this good. Like, the fact that it's um was made by a comedy troupe as well, I yeah. didn't expect it to be this meaty in terms of its sci-fi ideas. Mm-hmm. And, like, it actually hit its dramatic points as well, um, as well as some comedy beats. Um, yeah, I, color me very surprised. I didn't expect to love this film as much as I did. And I think I tend to appreciate these kind of lower budget films that that achieve this even more than some of like the big films that we do that Mm -hmm. just manage to be entertaining when a film like this you know and some of the other indie films that we've done manage to really make something special when so many other films in this range completely crash and burn Mm. I I have a lot of respect for this film. I'm completely dreading the 30 second (laughs) (laughs) good luck (laughs) because because as I said like this film has so much plot and so much ideas and it only goes for 75 minutes and that's Mm. the other thing that I really respect about this film it didn't (laughs) overstay its welcome um, it actually made you kind of want more because it it went by so quickly if anything I think some of the 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 drama or the thematic beats would have been needed a bit more time to be fleshed out. There were some moments yeah. that felt like like pacing from a like keeping things moving it was good. From moving to one scene to another, it was a bit mm-hmm. like whiplash. It's like, oh, we're having this moment now. Feels a little yeah. like we shouldn't be here yet or we didn't quite transition here well. But all right, cool. Let's keep moving. Um yeah, yeah a little bit more would have would have helped. Yeah. And obviously uh bro, you watch a lot of T V for your podcast. Um, I could definitely have seen this as a TV show rather than a movie. Like, there's oh, sure. enough. There's enough ideas enough here, here that it, 
yeah. could have been fleshed out. And I, I kept thinking this, like, I wonder if anyone will ever, like, pick this up and remake it in any way because it's the bones are there, like, that you could make something. I could see Hollywood getting this, taking out, like, the dick and sex jokes and sure. making, like, a superhero movie out of it very <laughs> easily. Mm-hmm. Does anyone want to count me down for this plot summary? Okay. So there's this couple and they're lazy and all they do is drink um, and then uh, these secret society chooses them to uh, swap their bodies because they're trying to stop this other face guy face. who, <laughs> who uh, has managed to be able to swap a whole bunch of bodies. Oh, fuck, I fucked it up. <laughs> Eight seconds. Um, yeah, I give up. I give up. There's too much here. It's just not possible. It's just not possible. Um, I mean, that's the same problem the film has. It's like there's so yeah. many things. Like you get to the end, and like it's resolving so many different plot lines and like mm-hmm. individual character arcs that yeah. it's just like, whoa, there was so much in here. It just didn't have time to fill this all in. Yeah, probably. But it probably. is very clever that it uses this central conceit that we've seen in a lot of body swap films, mm-hmm. which is like a couple having relationship problems and body swapping and realizing things about their relationship through the swap. But then chucking that in the middle of this kind of superhero story where they've they're forced to deal with this like supervillain and um, all these other superheroes that all have their different like swap abilities, kind of like an X-Men almost environment where they're learning off like they're learning new abilities in almost like a school environment, but it happens to be like the back rooms of a nightclub. Did you do that? That's interesting. You mentioned that though, like that central conceit that's very familiar, the couple that are having trouble, but normally what would happen there is like, they would switch bodies with each other. Right. It's like they yeah, get sure. to their perspective changes because all of a sudden the man's a woman, the woman's a man. Oh my God. Yeah. Battle yeah. sex is whatever. Right. This one, they just both turned to guys I've never met before. And like, yeah. do you think this is me being like, this is me being the story nitpicker. Mm-hmm. Does that, did the story as it played out, did that central conceit of their relationship, them like growing as a couple really work for you in the context of the story? Like, cause I, I think that's like exactly where the ball was dropped. It's yeah, like the I idea think- is there, I guess, but I don't feel like the, that theme or that central relationship story really tied well into what was happening in the overall sci-fi narrative that was going on. That was much better. I think, and, like, the stuff with the little girl that was in the guy's body was kind of, like, a better better realised in terms of getting to a pl- mm. place. With that. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I guess so. It's kind of the swap is incidental. It, it kind of brought them to where they needed to be, but not because of the swap. No. It was more because, yeah, so the, the, the female in the relationship, she had kind of commitment issues and then when she has the opportunity to just leave the situation and swap into a different body, she takes it. Um, but, yeah, and and then I guess taking care of the little girl that had swapped into the 30-year-old man had kind of gave her the opportunity to finally have a bit of responsibility. And so, yeah. But it's, it's, everything you said there was kind of. It's like, it kind of did this. It kind of did that. But it didn't yeah. really, like, get there with any of those central ideas. Again, that's where mm. it could use more time. Or, 
like I think dialogue, at least as far as I can tell, for a, for a film that was translated from French to English subtitles, seemed pretty good for the most part. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it could have done another pass by someone who made more experience writing a, a like a screenplay for a film. I think mm-hmm. um, if yeah, this is me being pretty picky because there are so mm-hmm. many things that are then impressive about the movie, like what a, a, a small budget film that has to do is make a sci-fi concept work when you can't do, like, special effects and visual effects stuff really well. And, like, mm-hmm. early on, one of the most things I was most impressed with was when the guys- And th- there was a couple of instances beforehand when the two guys come over to take the- these nobodies while they're sleeping. And, like, that mm-hmm. moment where they transition and they touch mm-hmm. them and then and they, they just, just instantly fall into, into the, the bed and, and then, the, and then the two other actors get up and it's, like, instantaneous and, like, so well rehearsed. It's all in one shot. And it's, mm-hmm. like, it's not the most dynamic shot in the world. You could have made it more, like, spectacular from a cinematography point of view. But, like, the execution of that by the actors was so impressive. It was, like, that's that's yeah. cool. That works. Yeah. It's fun. And yeah. continues to work lots of times throughout the film when those transitions happen. Like, they had some really talented actors and choreography in those moments to make them hit really well and doesn't cost mm-hmm. a cent except just getting- Actors know what they're doing. You know, the cast of this film is the com- a YouTube comedy troupe mm. that make tons of videos. And I think it's clear like that they have experience with each other as, as performance mm-hmm. and they, they bounce off each other really well. And they're just like talented comedians. I, I was a bit disappointed. I, I was like, I really want to see some of their other stuff. And I was looking at the rest of their YouTube channel, but like nothing else on there has their English subtitles. Right. Um, and there was some kind of, st- I started watching, they did like a Black Mirror parody, parody. that looked really <laughs> funny, um, mm-hmm. where like a girl was like uh, being chased by something and then you realize it was by a robot vacuum cleaner. Right. Um, and <laughs> I was like, that's a really funny concept. I really wanted to watch the this, this skit in full, but- uh, You just need to do the work, Paul, get on Duolingo, start oh, learning fuck. French, and then you can start enjoying these things. Fuck, I've just f- uh, finished a year of Spanish and now I have to start- <laughs> <laughs> French as well. Um, did you guys think like the the comedy translated? I don't feel like I found myself like laughing a lot, but I I was sort of thinking, oh, like I, there was there was times when stuff would happen. I'd be like, oh, like that's really refreshing. And if I wasn't so dead inside from <laughs> watching so many swap films, I might have found this more entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the stuff with the dog and the I don't know why the the kid show the kid presenters. Sure, uh, yeah. For some reason, I just found that really funny. <laughs> I don't know yeah. why. Just the energy I really, of those. Series. I really like the the obviously the little girls in a thirty year old man's body watching the kids show and like reacting to the show as a kid would would like, like shouting yelling, out the banana <laughs> like, banana. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I actually I thought the performance was great yeah. and I thought that was quite funny. I was amused. I was entertained. I wasn't necessarily laughing out loud, but it wasn't mm-hmm. like the only- Because the problem with comedy is not necessarily when it's not laugh out loud, hysterical. It's when it starts to get like grating. Mm-hmm. And the only joke that really wore on me, I was like, ah, oh, it's overstated its welcome. It was never that funny to begin with, was the British tourist hashtag I was say the exact same thing. Like that was the one I was like, yeah, that was- maybe funny the first- No, it wasn't even funny the first time. It was bearable the first time. And then as it kept going, and, like, even there's a bit right before they get turned into Milo, 
Mm-hmm. They're like going up the stairs, and he like went to show the guy thing on Instagram again. I was like, "That's it. That's enough, guys. That bit is yeah. done. It's time mm-hmm. to move on with it." That was like it, though. Otherwise, uh, the guy who was just in his underwear the whole time, the payoff wasn't good enough. It was okay. Yeah. It was okay. Uh, I, I thought it was funny. When it he was, was okay. like, "Why am I the only one in underwear?" It I thought okay. that was quite funny. I didn't like the British tourist character. I thought. By far, that was the weakest part of the film. Yeah. I know what it was parodying, like the awful English-speaking tourists going through France, but it just was at such a heightened level Mm. compared to everything else in the film that it just did not work. Like the fact that he's constantly got this selfie stick and taking pictures of himself it just didn't make sense in any way. Yeah, I, I didn't like that character. And it always had that weird disconnect as well of a French actor trying to play a British tourist. Yes. But he has a French accent. Yes. Um, it was kind of like when I went to um, Shanghai Disney and I met Captain America and he was played by a British guy. (laughs) This just feels gross. (laughs) Actually, speaking of Captain America, I think the Russo brothers stole... You know the bit in Avengers Endgame where uh, Captain America is fighting himself and then he knocks the older version of himself out or the younger version Mm -hmm. of himself out and says, that's America's ass? Yeah. And they kind of had that bit in here where she, the main woman sees her own... Ass and it's like, I do have a good ass. And I was like, oh, did the Russo brothers steal that? That feels very much the same joke. She like knocked herself out and then was looking at her own ass. Like, oh, I do have a nice ass. That's, that's, yeah, well done. Um, what did we think of like all the kind of sex stuff in this? We, we got very much what we've gotten in a lot of the other swap films that we've gotten. You know, people get penises and then suddenly all they want to do is jerk off. We actually have a character who, her one goal in life is just to take over as many guys' bodies as possible and just jerk off with all of them. I'm sure you've had this discussion on the podcast, <laughs> but is this fucking sexual abuse when you steal someone's body and, like, fuck around with it when it's not yours? Depends which swap film you're in. <laughs> right. I think the only one I give a pass to is uh, Every Day. I feel like that's the only one I think it's not. <laughs> I don't know. But... Yeah, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure it is, <laughs> but I don't know. She, the character in this film, made an argument that it wasn't. Like they straight out like attacked her for it, and she had to defend herself. And she claimed that all she's doing is making the body a bit more relaxed for them when they get back into it. <laughs> it, um, was, it was of how old is this film now? Uh, this is 2015. So it's eight years. Yeah, well, if you made it today, I think you'd have a little bit less of this, or you would take a slightly different angle on it. I would think. Nah, yeah. they they make these all the time, and they don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, this film did have a pretty. I don't know. Do we want to count it as woke uh, view? Well, I feel like it's the uh, first person, kind of. uh, the first one that addressed uh, like a trans person getting the body that they wanted. Right. I mean, I don't want to say yeah. the word woke because what the fuck? Why would you ever use that term? Yeah. To describe <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. Um, uh, a more progressive, maybe? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Not an asshole? So. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, so we, we have a trans character who was in what they felt was the wrong body and then through the magic of body swapping has ended up in their correct body. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's funny that we've reviewed 
over 90 movies <laughs> this is the first time somebody's kind of used that language or talked about it in that way yeah i feel like being john malkovich they they don't use the la- that language but it, mm-hmm. it is sort of address yeah i feel like it's something that uh is it Catherine keener's character is like sort of coming to realize like what was that awful boy meets girl mm-hmm. who oh. had the opportunity to yeah. do this and compare completely shat the bed with it. That's what I remember. Like, it really was leaning into that idea mm, and yeah. then did not know what to do or how to handle it with any sort of tact at all and completely <laughs> fucked that up. And uh, I guess that's, like, a credit to this film. It really... It, it's like they sat down and thought about all the different ramifications mm-hmm. of body swapping, all the different iterations, and they're like, let's address all of it. <laughs> let's put all of it in. All of it. Every <laughs> single bit. Wow. What would happen if you could contr- you could be in like multiple bodies at the same time? What would that be like? And I, actually, I really like that concept, and I really like that villain. I thought he was genuinely menacing. Did it take a um, while for the Matrix sequels to make it to France? <laughs> like, had this come out a couple of years earlier? Because I was getting a lot of Matrix vibes, both from Milo doing very much the Smith thing from Reloaded. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. Master did this in uh, season three or season two, I think it was of no season three of uh, Doctor Who as well in like two thousand and eight yeah. or something like that. Um, and uh, well, and then they the bit straight the out end, used the music, the music like in the, like the the last the fight scene at the end or whatever is like this is yeah straight out of the Matrix. Yeah, thank fuck they didn't do bullet time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they thought about and, it. They did. They they looked yeah. at that. Went, can we budget this? And probably not. I think this is the first one that we see someone go into an insect, and I I did appreciate the payoff at the end as well. Have you guys not done the fly? <laughs> no. Holy fuck, get me on that episode. Well, is that really a... I guess it, it is. It's just a very swap, yeah. slow body swap. Very yeah. slow body swap. Very yeah. slow body swap. Yeah. Maybe just to be a fuckhead, I'll just do Fly 2 instead. <laughs> I didn't even know there was a Fly 2. That sounds horrendous. This is the first time we've seen a couple continuously swap while having sex. That's a cool idea. And- yeah, yeah. Yeah. And again, really cool and really funny in execution when it cuts to the little girl in the next room being completely distraught by what's going on. And then listening to like heavy metal music or something. Yeah, it's like puts on a heavy metal soundtrack. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, Um, speaking of the villain, something that did stand out, going back to the villain, sorry, I should say. uh, The very first time we meet Milo, he's like having a conversation with this guy. Mm -hmm. And it felt to me like what I liked about that was the realization later that guy was also milo because it yeah. felt like it was like milo and someone he knows like the guy who was a bit more morally gray wasn't fully on board but then to find out later he was having that conversation with himself and like feeling his way through this like there was two parts of himself that were i, I that was a cool reveal and very menacing when you found that out too like yeah and that the guy was like this screaming neighbor who was just coming over for mustard or something like that whatever it well, was yeah, it's like the, yeah. the worst part of himself like, yeah. is the part that leaves like, yes. and goes yeah. off. Yeah. yeah. That was a cool idea. And the performance of those two two guys I thought were really good. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. they, they sold it. That should be the tagline. That was a cool idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, once again, I feel like that would make 
a, a great comic book villain, you know? What I mean? Yeah. Actually, it did remind me of um, what's his na- what's his name? Who did all the new sui- that did the Suicide Squad and James Gunn. Yeah, James Gunn, yeah. James Gunn uh, had a a movie called The Specials. Did you guys ever watch that? No, no. Um, one of the it was like a superhero. Like it, it was sort of like reminiscent of like Mystery Men, where you've got all these superheroes with lame powers. Right. So it was like Bird Girl who could lay eggs and could hear really well. And there was, um, there was, uh, I can't remember the, the name of the character, but it was like one man in eight bodies. And so he just had eight different bodies he could switch from like o- over to. And that, and that was just like, cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> did, wait, so did he make super as well? I didn't realize yes. how many superhero, superhero movies James Gunn made before he made a superhero movie. That's pretty impressive. I I think the villains in the Peacemaker TV series kind of have a similarity to the kind of hive in this as well. Mm, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe James Gunn also stole from this. (laughs) (laughs) Marvel's just been sifting through YouTube films and stuff like that for ideas. Kevin Feige secretly, yeah, as a YouTube account. Okay, this makes sense. It's kind of nice to know that there's quality free movies on YouTube. Totally. Like, (laughs) the amount of crap that I watch on there all the time. (laughs) And there's all these gems hidden around that I will never... Like, you'd never... The algorithm would never get this to you. Well, just the aggregate for YouTube Red. I feel like they, they, they do actually genuinely need a better um uh ui for for their longer form content because there mm-hmm. is like you said like there's genuinely good stuff out there but also stuff that youtube made themselves that just i don't think got an audience you know um do we know what's happened to this group since because i sort of i didn't really click on any videos but i went to the channel just sifting through the videos and they sort of stopped making stuff probably mm-hmm. a couple of years ago it seems like and pro- and the actual core comedy troupe in themselves maybe a year after the film came out really stopped making stuff like it seemed like so i'm like have they gone on to do a bunch of stuff maybe they're doing stuff for french tv it's not on youtube anymore it's more commercial i just wonder what's happened to them but uh again maybe yeah, they- need to go on duolingo to figure that out yeah it seems like they're still working but okay. yeah I, I i don't know the the details. A lot of the articles I was trying to look up were all in French, right. so it was very hard to find the, details. The videos that we watched seem to have about a million views, which seems like a lot, but also like not enough to be like a flat-out success either. Does it make sense? Yeah. Well, this film apparently uh, was immediately profitable. Oh, okay. Cool. Good for them. Um, because it was funded by the product placement. Yeah. Apparently, some French TV station did like a marathon of all their shorts and then showed the movie in prime time and it actually uh, rated really well. Cool. Um, It seems to be. And like looking through the reviews, like it's funny, like thinking this is a 2015 movie, but so many people talking about how this is like a nostalgic favorite for them. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So uh, it seems like a like that comedy troupe must have been something a lot of kids grew up with, and this movie was like something that they really, you know, connected with. So one of the guys, the one that was the woman, right, uh, yeah. Lily, yeah, was sort of like French Jean Ralphio met <laughs> meeting Ryan Reynolds. Meets <laughs> the guy from the pitch meeting videos on YouTube. If you watch those pitch meeting videos, like yeah. It's yeah. like that. It was like those three people in one and French. Yeah. I don't know why that's where my brain went, but that's where it went. 
I can definitely see the Giraffio thing with the uh, with the, the hair. hair. Yeah, yeah. That's why I didn't want to say Ben Schwartz. It was like yeah. it's John Ralphio with that hair. Yeah, but we'll get into what we thought of the hair <laughs> next segment. <laughs> so good seg- segue. <laughs> So you heard what we thought of the movie, but how attractive did we find the cast? Now it's time for Hot or Not. Take it away, me. Are they a toot or a boot? Are they ugly or cute? Tell me if they're hot or not. Ding. Everyone is beautiful in their own way. I can't believe you didn't do that in like at least a French accent. Yeah, or actually translate into French. We'll put like a squeeze box or something behind it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, (laughs) So uh, let's start with uh, Raphael Descrato, who was Lily. So he was he was the one with the main crazy hair that Lily went into. That's some horrific hair. Yeah, I think he's an attractive. Man, I agree. But the hair and the clothes were both horrendous, but especially the hair. You didn't so like we're giving his, him like, a big manga nom- hairdo. <laughs> yeah, it, it was like if this film was made in like 2006 rather than 2015, I could have maybe forgiven it. But was it a by wig? this point? It wasn't a wig, was it? It, it was no. just like because it almost like the hair itself, like the quality of his hair, almost looked fake. It looked. Synthetic. It looked manufactured somehow. Yeah, that is no, I'm, weird. I'm looking at like um, red carpet photos, and that's his hair. Mm. That that's his actual hair, <laughs> and that his actual he's actually had it crazier than that wow. as well. But again, yeah, he he was he was an attractive guy, and in the movie, it was canon that he had a giant penis as well. So <laughs> <laughs> even better, uh, Brendan. Are you giving a hot or a not? Um, uh, uh, nah, I'm not. <laughs> I just, I just like Googled his name or, and like the first photo that just popped up was like- A this, giant penis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with, a, with a crazy hairdo, yeah. Um, no. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm saying no. No, not for me. Uh, Julian Jocelyn as Ben. So this is the other guy that- so, Ben, the husband, this is the body he goes into for yeah. the majority of yeah. the film. Hot or not? <laughs> <laughs> fine. Is there a fine option? He's okay. I think he's all right. Yeah, he's I'm all looking right. at some photos of him. Like, he can, he can pull it together, I reckon. I have to say, like, watching this film, I realized I really have a thing. For French Frenchmen French <laughs> with scruffy beards. Tiny Frenchmen with scruffy beards. <laughs> yeah. But like the majority of the cast was Frenchmen with scruffy sure. beards. And they were all hot to me. <laughs> so um yeah, spoiler alert, I'm gonna give just give hots to most of these people. Uh Julian is was definitely hot. I would say he was probably the hotter of those two. And they oh, you're just gonna one- call- if they haven't broken up already, you've just caused a riff <laughs> <laughs> in that relationship. And I have to say, like the whole film, I was just waiting for them to make out, and they only had one. Just little one schmooch. little peck. It was really disappointing. Actually, I agree that was a letdown. Yeah, but would you have been more offended if they did some comedic, like long kiss and did it for laughs rather than like to make it like heartfelt scene? You know what I mean? Yeah, I I would definitely have been upset with that. But all I want, but 
that doesn't mean I shouldn't get the other have, get, get the, the alternate show. Yeah. It would have been weird if they'd done that though, because while there is is a film with a fair amount of comedy in it, it felt like the relationship drama and stuff was pretty they were really going for it. Mm. Like, God, yeah. They were not a different story, but they were they were they were going for it. Vincent Tyrell as Magali. I ah, guess yeah. technically we should friend or foe so let's friend or foe the character, but I want to hot or not the actor because he was Why? fucking hot. Because <laughs> he's a very attractive man. I just want to put it out there. Uh, just in case he's, he's listening. He's great beard. I, I had beard yeah. envy. He's like giant, tall, buff man with beard. He's, he was hot. Um, so I just want him to know if he's listening, I will, I will have sex with you if that's an option, if it's on the table. So let's. Um, <laughs> so let's. Uh, we should, uh, wait. Let me just. I was gonna bring up Google Translator. So just to make sure he gets the message. <laughs> <laughs> if he's listening, um, I was just. I was gonna ask. Um, do you guys understand what happened to the child's body when when he disappeared? No. Yeah. So it made it sound it's... like that Milo like entered it and then just dis- like died or something yeah it was very left it for dead yeah it sounded it sounded like he killed the body so he probably put someone else in it and then killed them uh put someone else in them yeah that was the other thing i didn't quite understand if because they they talked about like empty vessels is that when someone Mm -hmm. jumped into a body and then just jumped out and left it without another soul in it is i guess so yeah because yeah. he could do the Wi-Fi swap, so he didn't even have to. Yeah, he didn't even have to touch to swap bodies. So if he was in that girl's body and decided to go into another body, I guess. But yeah. then this is where I'm confused. It's like Eric. So go. Well, this this is where I'm like, yeah. But then this if he is went to another body, if he went to another body, wouldn't there be a soul swap there where the other bodies? No, if they did the Wi-Fi her? swap, there'd be two souls in there. Like, get out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because they said if he he can have two souls in one body, but then the dominant soul will extinguish uh, the okay. other one. Sure. Yeah. yeah. There was a lot of concepts in this. Yeah. Film. Yeah. Too many. <laughs> uh, but would we uh, friend or foe Magali? She, how old was she meant to be? Five. Oh, oh. then no. <laughs> <laughs> no, like she seemed like a nice enough kid, right? That's fine. Yeah. yeah, that's that again. That's the I thing. didn't it's know like, much about her as a yeah. person. She was a, a like she a, was a just character. the kid, right? Yeah. She was yeah. just a kid. She, she didn't have innocent. a perspective. She didn't have a personality. She was just a kid. That was yeah. the dominant part of their personality. And it's like it's hard to say if I'd be friends with them because the, they didn't have. They're not a person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, I. I. You know. In the end of the day, she saved the day. She was. See, that's she was why a I asked if she was five because she's almost like three. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. like barely communicating with people. Five year olds can have fucking conversations. Do you know what I mean? Like five year olds are even on the spectrum. Kindergarten, maybe. Or Dad didn't like, come across the performance. Ma- or maybe the fact that you know this per- person's soul was ripped out of their body at a young age maybe fucked them up a little bit. Yeah, being living in the because there was a homo body. So am I the bad it? guy if I don't want to be a friends with a yes. traumatized child? Is that the <laughs> yes? So, I want to be a bad person. <laughs> yes, I'll, I'll go play that Harry Potter game now. They may as well just double down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's finish with Quentin 
Bazal as Milo, the villain. He reminded oh. me of somebody. I kept thinking he was like, he reminded me of, uh, what was this actor that was in American Gods. I don't know. And I looked him up. He's like, he's nobody. He's never been, he's been yeah. like three <laughs> things his entire life. He reminds me yeah. of somebody. I was like, they got one real actor, one like famous guy yeah. and it got to be the villain. I, he was a good, he was a good, uh, I liked his performance a lot, actually. There was a certain subtlety to it that I liked. Yeah. Um, uh, hot, I guess. Sure. <laughs> 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 like as a person, like he was a piece of shit. Sure, like, sure. And like his main reason for doing all this was to have sex with a woman that didn't want to have sex with. True. Him. Yeah. And he made it incredibly complicated. <laughs> yeah. He then just ended up having sex, trying to have sex with himself. Yeah. yeah. It's like <laughs> um, if he had done but, that in the which first is what place, happens maybe this you, wouldn't have happened. Exactly. Well, what inevitably what ends up happening is you try too hard and your only option is yourself. So like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's really an analogy. It for is. Us. But I have to say, as a per- like if he was not a piece of shit, he was a very attractive person. <laughs> well um, uh, I feel, is that the message of this film? Is like if you're thinking about doing uh, like something jerky or like gross just Mm -hmm. rub one out and clear your head and just think about it is that what it is if that is the message i don't need it (laughs) (laughs) message received preaching to the choir (laughs) now it's time for opinion swap where we find some entertaining reviews of the nobodies from across the interwebs i'm sorry i can't i cannot hold a candle to lucy in that last segment by the way i just got nothing to offer (laughs) Like, really, this is where Lucy is missing the most, I think, is hot or not. Well, yeah, a bunch of, like, French dudes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. This was her turf, and I do not belong here. So, first reviews from Amy, uh, who gives it five stars. And she says, my mum fell asleep for the last 15 minutes, but still thought it was good. So, a bit like Brendan. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Meg gives it four and a half stars. And she says, every time I watch this, I have to remind myself that they're just acting really well and not actually switching bodies. I thought they were going to say not actually French. Um. (laughs) Imagine. (laughs) Imagine. Uh, Yeah, it was actually really hard to find uh, reviews of this film because most of them were in French. (laughs) Right. Google Translate, do you not have like installed or something like that? You could have definitely used a translator to get the gist. Yeah, and some funny so. results potentially. Yes, um, and like IMDb didn't even have one review. I Whoa. have never gotten a film that has like it had. You could be the had, first. No, people rated it, and it was actually rated quite highly. Okay, but no one had actually done a written review of the film. Wow. So, and finally, we have one from Franco Vidal, who is at three stars, and he says, "I mean, in the body swap film canon, this is fine. It's no Freaky Friday." And it's certainly no Scooby-Doo. I mean, it's it's definitely not those two things. It's true. It's, it's an accurate review. <laughs> I am shocked by how often Scooby-Doo is mentioned. Like, when I tell people about my podcast, people mention Scooby-Doo a lot. Yeah. And it's one scene of that film. It's a great film, though. It's a great film. It's great but film. It's, one- it's James Gunn. It's James yes. Gunn. We're who, back here again. Who swaps, who swaps bodies in <laughs> they, this they, they all do. do. They all do. They ah. swap souls a bunch, yeah. Um, but it's one scene of the whole film, and people really uh, revere it as a body swap kind of Isn't the whole film. movie, though, the concept, though, that people are being taken over by, like, 
evil demon souls and stuff like that. Like, the whole film is kind of a body swap film. I guess so. Yeah. And well, you haven't yeah. reviewed it. Yeah. I mean, it's on the list. Derel- You're going to have to Derel- do it. because of your duty. Is that the word? But it's funny uh, on that. So, when I was, like, researching this, I came across a Reddit post where somebody was talking about um, Scooby-Doo and watching Scooby-Doo and the scene where um, Fred was in Daphne's body mm-hmm. and he's, like, touching her boobs or whatever mm-hmm. was the moment that that person realized that they were trans. Yeah, right. So, Scooby-Doo, is, like, literally changed their entire life. And then somebody... Me. And then somebody else in the comments said that this film did the same for them. Oh, wow. This one. cool. Yeah. So, it is like Scooby-Doo. That review was wrong. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it's funny to think, you know, like, we watch these very often very silly, inconsequential movies for this show, but the thought that some of them may actually change people's lives, like, is just a wild concept to me. It, it is when we're just talking about the thing we were talking about earlier that it, it doesn't feel like this genre, this well-trodden ground for, like, making movies and, and stories hasn't, or at least I've not seen one that's really done the idea of, like, the trans story particularly well. Mm-hmm. It's it's somehow, it's enough for people. Like, I guess, like, people think about, like, the Willow and... Um, a Willow story and Buffy and stuff like that is being very influential for them as figuring out that they're gay, for instance. Damascus, would, I'm sure, say that in some level. Wasn't mm-hmm. necessarily the best representation, but it was enough to get people there. Um, yeah. I wonder if that will change. I wonder if that will become a trend as, like, trans stories becomes a bigger focus going forward, as you'd imagine it's going to, because it's a much yeah. bigger issue now. Uh, yeah. Or more widely talked about issue. I wonder if yeah. that's the next wave of like swap, swap films, play swap films. Yeah. Well, if any of our listeners know of any films that have done it in a really good way that mm. I just haven't come across yet, please let me know because I would love to see like a trans filmmaker's version of mm-hmm. of a body swap film. Mm-hmm. I think it would be fascinating and maybe give us some different insight that we've gotten out of the hundred movies we've watched so far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, now let's get to Tenuous Recommendations, where we each recommend a piece of media that is linked to today's movie in some way. And a reminder, if you ever want to see a list of all the recommendations we have made on the show, head over to our letterbox page, which is linked on our website. So I'm going to start. Um, my connection is French cinema. Uh, and- <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, so I'm uh, recommending a film. It was uh, released in France in 2021, but it came out everywhere else last year called Lost Illusions by the director Xavier Giannoli. And this is based on a novel by Balzac. And uh, it's a period uh, kind of drama. And it's about a poet who, you know, his dream is to become like a published poet that everybody loves and soon realizes that it's almost impossible to get there. Um, But he kind of falls into becoming a theater critic and then soon realizes that he can make a lot of money by getting paid off to be able to give bad reviews to some 
plays and good reviews to others. And he becomes a very famous and influential critic, um, but completely leaves behind all his morals. And uh, it's his descent into, um, you know, depravity. It's kind of like if every DC fanboy's theories about film critics was a period piece. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. It's a, it's, it's a really well-made film, like lush production values, really, um, well acted. Um, like I had a really good time with it and I don't think many people are talking about it. Didn't get an Oscar nomination or anything, but I thought it, you know, really deserved a bigger stage. So, um, yeah, Lost Illusions. That's... Uh, Sounds interesting. I yeah, yeah. I, if you I have think to you'd give me uh, ten years to watch. <laughs> okay, we'll do. Um, I didn't mention it's two and a half hours. Mm. Uh, <laughs> uh, Brendan, what's yours? So uh, my connection is I, I was I was wanting to do uh, a film which was a, like a comedy troupe uh, getting to do a, a like a feature production. Mm-hmm. And I was going to do Talk to Me, but I never actually got to see that. Did you get to see it at the at the Adelaide Festival? No, I didn't. No. Oh. Um, well, I heard really good things about it. So this is sort of like a mini recommendation of give yeah. it a go. But- so it's an Adelaide, uh, like they were originally from Adelaide and then they've become like YouTube stars, the Raka Raka crew. And now their latest film that you're talking about just got picked up by A24. So Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, however, uh, I will be going a little further back to the days of Derek Comedy. Does anyone remember Derek Comedy? Ooh, I certainly do. With a, a little known, uh, actor, writer, director, rap artist named Donald Glover. Right. Do you know? Yes. Did you ever see any of his, uh, his work, um, in the Derek Comedy trio? A long time ago. Yes. Well, but I can't remember. It's been a while. Well, you might or may not be familiar with the uh, feature film that they did called uh, Mystery Team. I was going to say Adventure Team, but <laughs> <laughs> um, what what is there to say about Mystery Team? It's a uh, a coming of age story about three young lads who run a like Hardy Boys sort of detective agency, and uh, they never quite grow up and. They uh, continue to solve t- crimes, like you know, getting cat, fighting Mrs. Crabtree's cat and shit. Um, even at the age of like twenty or something. <laughs> um, so I, I feel like I I recommended on the show the Kid Detective, um, mm. which is sort of like a much more gritty, um, dramatic version of this, and this is just the complete opposite. It's an absolute farce and is absolutely hilarious if you go and like read the reviews um i think it's it it shows the cult following when everyone's reviews are just like quoting bits of the film like this film is so so funny and how many films can you say have donald glover and aubrey plaza Mm. like so good the to-do list the to-do list (laughs) Has both of them, but yeah. Oh, I, I know. What I you thought mean. you were saying they were on your to-do list. I'm like, I get it. Yes, that also. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Have you even heard of this film, Rod? I um maybe some. I definitely haven't seen it. 
But uh, Derek he, Comedy, yeah, watch, was something yeah. I need to go back to. And uh, if more. you're uh, of a highbrow variety, you may not enjoy the comedy. <laughs> it is very crude. Um, but I, I don't know. I just, I remember laughing my ass off. So uh, I highly recommend great. it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I heartily second that recommendation. Such a good movie. And not talked about enough. <sighs> so, I completely forgot to do this. Just once again, just <laughs> shit at my job here. So, I started Googling frantically and I looked for, okay, 10 best ensemble comedy films. Mm, this is Spinal Tap came up. And uh, Monty Python. I'm like, nah, it's too easy. Uh, then I went, like, 10 best French films. And obviously, like, Amelie was in there and stuff like that. Again, too easy. And I was like, what's my favourite film where people speak French in it? And the answer is Inglorious Bastards. Go watch Inglorious Bastards. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love that movie. In fact, just watch the opening scene of Inglorious Bastards and then you'll have experienced like cinematic perfection. Uh, so my recommendation is Quentin Tarantino's Inglorious Bastards. I'm so sorry. Look, it's a solid film. It's a great film. I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> yeah. If you haven't seen Amelie, go see Amelie, I guess. All right. What's, yeah, well, I'd, uh, I'd put in Glorious Bastards what, before what, I believe. Lucy's what? already done Amelie on the her list as oh, well. Oh, good. Okay. What's Jean yeah. Renault been in that's, that's worth seeing? Leon the Professional? What else is there? That's it, I'm really. Sure Let's go. Godzilla. A, yeah. Go see Godzilla. Yeah. Jean Renault is in Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking terrible movie. Matthew Broderick's in it, though. And he yeah. shares a name with me. I got nothing. If you head over to our website you'll see that each of us has ranked everybody swap we have reviewed for the podcast. So my question is, where are we all going to put the nobodies on our list? I am going to put it in between the Velocipaster and 13 going on 30. I had a really good time with this. How, how high is that on your list? 18. It's in the top 20. And how many films have you reviewed, dear? 90. Whoa. That's that's a re-endorsement. Yeah, I just realized that um we both have... Oh, wait, no. Sorry, I've got 14 going on 40 at the same <laughs> same place for this 13 going on 30. Um, I'm putting it between 13 going on 30 and Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. Which one's higher? Oh, so- sorry. Wait, no. I'm putting it between Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle and vice versa. <laughs> so that's some, that's some pretty good like company there. Yeah, for sure. This is, this is a big endorsement here. Mm-hmm. Um, like like I said, like I think just if they if they had a budget, um, mm-hmm. like not that 150 grand isn't nothing, but if they yeah they were able to like flesh this out, I think in a um, in a grander vision, I think it would have been um, something really special. But yeah, uh, for what it is, it's still a great time. I have a considerably considerably shorter list, though it's getting there now. Um, <laughs> I am gonna put this. A below the Buffy body swap episode. Okay. And above Avatar The Way of Water. Wow. Um, so, $300 million. <laughs> and that's why I stopped there. <laughs> right there. <laughs> Look what you can uh, do, James Cameron, with just some string and sticky tape. Like, this is all you fucking need. I um I on another note I went and rewatched uh, Titanic in 3D the other day. Yeah, that was film fucking amazing. holds yeah, up. Sure, so good. You're not a fan? No, Do you I'm hate sure. It? I'm sure you're right. I'm sure. I'm sure it's great. It's it. Uh, it feels like Brenner would hate it just because that what Titanic? Like yeah. No, I remember some parts. 
Remember the sinking? There was sinking in it, right? Something sank. Yeah. I remember so, yeah. boobies. Yeah. Uh, that being said, like, I took my niece and nephew, and in my memory, the boob flash was quite quick. But watching when you're that there again. With your nieces and nephews, it's like. Well, no, like, in just generally, it goes on for, like, her boob is there for a while. Like, there's a lot of boob in that scene. But how was it in 3D, Paul? Oh, the nipple felt like it was going to poke me in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> and then I thought, actually, this is my first 3D nipple. I don't think I've seen it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we got to experience that as a family, which is wow. nice. Um, all right. <laughs> so, next episode, Brian, you're going to be thanking your lucky stars. You're not going to be on this one. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I, I feel that way every time I listen to an episode. I'm not on. Go on. Yeah. So your your good friend uh, Hannah will be joining us. For oh, this hands episode. on. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll be watching. She doesn't know this yet. Uh-huh. The film Love on a Leash, where a dog in love with its owner transform into a sexy man in order to romance her. <laughs> I'm actually a little bit jealous. That sounds amazing. <laughs> Uh, so it's like try- the opposite of the uh, of the, what was the one with uh, oh what's his name? I'm terrible with names. Uh, oh, heavenly okay. dog, oh, with, heavenly with dog, the, Chevy Chase, Chevy Chase, Chevy Chase. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah, where a man turns into the a dog, dog to seduce a woman. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this film is renowned for being like an epic piece of shit. So I, I am very much looking forward to it. Um, it's like the room level that. Oh, uh, right. So, yeah. Oh, now I'm really Big jealous. shoes. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, that should be a fun one. Um, I don't know if Hannah's, uh, realized what she signed up for, but. <laughs> I know Hannah appreciates a good, bad movie. Maybe uh, you can, movie. like, like sit with her and go through it together. Like, you know? Sometimes a bad movie. <laughs> oh, it's her movie, birthday coming out this week, company. actually. Maybe they'll, it's like, here you go. Uh, so yeah that should be a fun one so uh thanks again uh broad for joining us my absolute Um, pleasure so this might i think might be the last time you'll be able to plug a future episode of your show so um Mm. can you tell us what's coming up it all depends on when i get around damask and i get around to actually recording (laughs) our final episode it's been what four weeks six weeks since we did our penultimate episode um i've been unwell has been the main reason hasn't happened yeah um it will happen soonish uh yeah hunting seasons uh we we did we're nearly done we reviewed seasons of television uh you can find us at huntingseasonspodcast.com there are 200 individual review episodes there to go back through and there's been a show over the last six years or possibly before that that you've enjoyed there's a very high chance we reviewed a season of it somewhere in there, go check those out. Um, and yeah, the final, final episode, our goodbye episode is coming up. It's interesting. I've been watching a lot of TV and it's been wonderful to not be taking notes about everything I'm watching. I'm not taking notes about Poker Face or The Last of Us or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I'm also sad I don't have, like, I can't a just like put out, to- yeah, a platform <laughs> to talk about how much I'm enjoying Poker Face and The Last yeah. of Us right now. Um, although I was actually on the story time. Uh, Story Mode podcast, sorry, sorry, a week or so back, um, we were talking about The Last of Us episode three, which if you guys have watched that was an absolute all-timer. Uh, yeah, that's me. Thanks again awesome. for having me, guys. Well, yeah, no it's worries. great to have you. Thank you for coming. Um, like, disappointed you didn't 
like go with my idea of role playing Lucy swapping bodies into your body. Um, but never that would have been such a good idea. I should have done that. I would have needed a week in preparation to like really study her character and like listen through. But uh, give, me, give, give me the heads up next time. I'll, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> you just gotta go. I'm oh! sure I won't offend her <laughs> at all. <laughs> Uh, so uh, yeah thanks again and you're welcome back anytime and I'm sure we'll ask you to come back very soon thanks cool I'm looking forward to it especially <laughs> um, if you do Scooby Doo I want to be on yeah. that one there was another one okay. you mentioned earlier as well anyway. okay definitely uh, so until next time don't be a piece of shit on the ground DPW and review us on iTunes or Spotify and like come on Spotify listeners I know there's plenty of you out there Fucking review us. Like, <laughs> I can tell that you haven't been, so just do it. And I was Paul Mitzi. Oh, I was Brendan Levi. I'm waiting for Lucy. To, to, <laughs> and I was Lucy should Thomas. We, <laughs> should we leave a, a space? Like, oh, no, that's the whole that seems place morbid. Don't do that. <laughs> no? <laughs> and I wasn't Lucy Thomas. And, <laughs> and, right. and I, I was Broderick Goddess. The right, music's you, already bye. playing. We're gone. Bye. 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 The Swellcast podcast is recorded in Adelaide, Australia. It's hosted by Paul Mitzi and edited by Brendan Levi and Paul Mitzi. Our theme song was written and performed by John Marco of Too Creative, featuring Lucy Thomas, and recorded at Browntown Studios. Our music bumpers were created by Reggie Parker. Contact him on parkerregmusic at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.